Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disclaimer. If you recognize yourself or think we may have had a great love story in my head without you being aware of it, don't worry. I mostly have great memories of those. You almost always treated me right. And for the time you made me cry because you flirted with other girls in front of me, I forgive you. You didn't know. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to say, all characters appearing in this work are fictitious, and the resemblance to a real person, living or dead, is pretty coincidental. Except if I actually say your name or give you a phone number, then you can safely assume I'm talking about you, Joey Capelito. But let us start by talking about him. Monday, August 3rd, 2020. Great day. I finally download this new app everybody is talking about. It's supposed to answer all of your questions. Find your key. Tells you where all of your bobby pins are. Reassure you about your doubt. Everything. My first question. Silly. Tell me in 2016 I had an affair with a guy named Ben. Did he really like me? Thinking. 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 Okay, I got the answer. 42? I'm sorry. What? Even in my daydream, I can't picture a future with Ben. The only thing I can do is talk, 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 talk about him. Otherwise, I'm afraid my chest will implode. And how could I even trust a happy future which will be only the illusion product of the battle between my anguish of being alone forever and the fairy tale infused hope that I will find somebody to love and that love me too? <sighs> I hate this sign of me. I am a confident independent woman. How is it possible that as soon as I feel the slightest rejection, I spiral down a self-loathing drain, putting everything in re-evolution from my physical aspect to the deepest essence of my existence? I don't want to go all Lucas cut on you guys, but I'm not even sure I know what love is. Sometimes I wonder if romantic love could be a mix of passion and passions? Would Carrie have ended up with Big if she didn't let him the time to get there? When I have a new target, I usually know way before them that something is happening. And by the time they catch up, I'm usually long gone. Do I just con them on believing in my delirium? Does finding love depend on being ready when the right person shows up, or it's the right person that's make you ready? <laughs> Speaking of a catch-22, right? I would like to believe that it's a little bit of both. But I'm scared. Often I want to believe so bad that I am in love that it blinds me into believing in a fictional reality manufactured by my own mind. Does the hope for love makes me stupid or crazy? Only one way to be sure. Read again the first Twilight book. 
by the time Bella guessed Edward's secret, but doesn't care, I'm still on the fence. Is there an absolute true love out there that really exists? A transcendental form that would help us become this upgraded version of ourselves? I'm not talking about becoming a vampire here. Or am I? Maybe it's just the bullshit that the fairy tale music and Shakespeare have been trying to sell us for centuries, only setting us up for big disappointment. When Bella goes to prom, I only have one certitude. Romantic love needs trust. Beyond rational, because it needs vulnerability. We have to open ourselves fully, giving somebody the opportunity to hurt us. And in Bella's case, maybe end up as a shish kebab. And in 99% of the case, we will get hurt. Friendship is different in that sense. It's more relative. In a world of divorce and oversexualization, is friendship the ultimate surrogate of relationships for all fucked up people from our generation? From Twilight to Sex and the City, watching Carrie cheats on Hayden, I wonder, is being the other woman makes me a bad person? If there are only two options, you can either be the wife or the mistress, does it work like that for men too? Ultimately, do we all have to pick a team? Or, as Samantha's declare, does the act of cheating only exist if discovered? I'm torn. I find extremely romantic the idea of somebody defying the codes of society by cheating on somebody else with me, but at the same time, I find it awful. Do I really want to be with a guy like that? Or can I be the exception to his rule? This kind of situation works for me because this way I can entertain the illusion of something happening without the gamble of a broken heart. Well, at least not mine. Allowing me to stay impervious with a rational reason. Impossible from the beginning means no surprise. Because, as everybody knows, they never break up with the Becky. Uh, I mean the girlfriend. I meant the girlfriend. They never break up with the girlfriend. Does all of this make me a bad woman, bad feminist? Or does acting like an asshole man is stating myself as equal, if not in pay, at least in opportunity to misbehave? But to be fair, I don't push them to cheat. If I'm interested, I will show it, but never push him or do the first move. Does it make it better though? I've never cared enough about somebody to be cheated on, so I don't really know what it would feel to find out. But once again, why find out? If you never knew a delicious cake was there before you arrive at a party, would you be sad about missing it? No, because you wouldn't even know it existed. By the time Carrie confessed to Aiden, I know where I stand. Sometimes white lies are nicer than ugly truth. When the chips fall, do we 
tip our big principle or are we treating ourselves with more understanding? If I had a friend in Becky's situation, of course I would treat me of a bitch. Because it's always easier to blame the girl you don't know than the boyfriend you're trusting. And it works both ways. I mean, it's easier for me to believe that Becky is mean stupid and that Ben doesn't care about her. Is it truth? Does she deserve this hostility? Is it human to feel this way? Or am I just the worst? I found her Instagram. Now I know what she looks like. She was tagged in a picture Claire posted a few weeks back. I'm pretty sure it's her. In my head, she was a Nobel Prize winner who looked like Giselle Bündchen. So in a way, I'm kind of reassured that she is not that at all. But she's so plain. I don't even get why Ben would be attracted to her in the first place. She's an actress. Please hear the quotation marks in my voice. She played in two short films for NYU students. I think she's at least six or eight years younger than us. I find it quite amazing actually to imagine a guy being in a relationship with a 20-something blonde actress to cheat on her with a older brainy brunette. Or am I the stupid bimbo in this scenario? Truth be told, I prefer my place than hers. At least I know. Maybe it's still a question of control again, but I don't care. Does men ask themselves all the same type of question when they are the misters? Or do they only turn their brain off and think, boobs? Well, I can definitely not turn my brain off. I'm starting to worry. Am I crazy? While watching Sex and the City, I'm perusing Ben's Facebook picture to the point where I know them by art and I have my favorites. I even screenshot some of them and send them to my friends. Sometimes I just can't think of anything else. Looking at his picture on Facebook has become my only self-reward. I'm rereading all the text and email we exchange. Is the question mark means he likes me? Why did he choose the sunglasses emoji there? Are XOs better than XX? When he writes, can't wait to see you, is it an expression or does he really mean it? Did I say something mean in my last email? Is this why he doesn't reply? Is space the best things to give him right now? Or should I show him how much I like him? Is it because I'm bad at sex? Is it possible for one person to think that it was great and for the other to think it sucked? Sometimes it strikes me. Maybe I will never see him again and he will stay with Becky. It physically hurts. Am I being dramatic? And suddenly I remember. I'm a grown-ass bitch and I felt this way for at least 10 guys and I've moved on from every single not single one of them. Am I jaded or just experienced? When Burger breaks up with Carrie on a post-it note, Ouch. I have an epiphany. I think it exists a special brand of guy that I find even more puzzling than the average. Let's call them 
ultimate guys. My friend Jesse, like Burger, is from this type of ultimate guys. I still don't get them, but now I know how to recognize them and I accept this unknown. It took me a time to get there. The turning point was three years ago. We were hanging out with the same people and at some point, Jesse told me that he wanted to set me up with his best friend Sergio. Apparently, we were made for each other. I'm always terrified of blind dates. How am I supposed to be myself when I have the pressure from somebody else waiting for me to fall in love? But I had a party coming up at my place and I told Jesse to bring his friend if he wanted to. Jesse arrived first and we started talking. So much that Stella caught my arm and told me discreetly, are we flirting with Jesse now? And I was like, well, maybe, I don't know, he's kind of cute, but I'm not sure he sees me like that. Stella, okay, go back there, update later. I went back and Jesse started selling me Sergio again, like telling me that he was on his way and telling me all the great things he thinks about his friend. I don't really care, but I don't want to be too obvious about the fact that I like him, especially since he doesn't seem to be in the same mindset. So I let him talk about Sergio and make a couple of jokes. When Sergio arrives, there is absolutely no sparks. He seems nice, but when we try to talk, the discussion is dry and tedious. Nothing's there. Later, I meet Jess on the dance floor and we start to dance together. It gets really, really, really inappropriate really fast. We cannot be closer. The room is dark, nobody's looking at us. We are face to face, just a few inches from each other. I recognize that moment. You know the one. When he looks at your lips. But Jesse, stop there. I don't do anything either. And the moment just passes. Sergio arrives. Jesse releases me from his arm right away. We start dancing all together. After maybe one minute, Jesse leaves. Sergio starts getting closer. I know that. We missed our moment with Jesse. Suddenly, Sergio catches me off guard and kisses me. It's not displeasing. We kiss a bit more until there is almost nobody left. Jesse waits Sergio to leave. They are in the last batch of people. Jesse waits to be the last one to say bye to me. He stops in front of me with a sad, sad face. He looks at me and said, Timing is a bitch kisses me on the cheek. Sorry, I've been a dumbass. And leaves. What? The day after the party, Stella asked her then-boyfriend about the situation to get a guy's opinion. She started the story by telling him, so, Angeline has this guy friend who wanted to set her up with his best friend. The boyfriend interrupts her and says, he likes her. We were like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he has not been able to explain us the psychology behind 
that, but apparently it's something usual for some guys to set up the girl they like with their friends. And most of the time, they end up not talking to the girl if she end up with a friend. If this is not fucked up, what is? How are we supposed to know when a guy like us if the logical things to do according to them is to set us up with their best friend or butt out? Ignore us. And I don't buy the whole, he's just not that into you for two reasons. First, I believe that, like girls, boys can be, can be fucked up and scared too. And secondly, I don't like the implication of this wording. He's just not that into you. As if women are not self-conscious enough. It's like saying, you are the one not good enough. When most of the time, you, the guy doesn't want to commit, or is gay, or simply wants to sleep around. In other words, it has usually nothing to do with you and more to do with who the guy is at this very specific moment. Unfortunately, or fortunately actually, this theory kind of helps me balance the little voice in my head saying that I'm not enough. There is nothing else I can do other than stalking him and Hope for the best. I don't want to manipulate him into being with me. I play in my hand. Now he needs to know what he wants. Choose the easy way or the way out. Is there really something between us or was it just a result of a perfect blend of hormones and alcohol? No complaint here. It was quite pleasing. I just would like to know. By the time Big finds Carrie in Paris, I'm all questioned out. I'm tired of waiting for Mr. Wright or the one. I want the next one and right now. <laughs>